Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. We are just days away from kickoff. That means the KSR Football Podcast is back. Thanks to our friends at Justice Dental. I'm Nick Roush. Freddie Maggard in the building, along with one. Adam Luckett. Uh, no Drew Franklin tonight. He's uh, living it up in Boston, the the Windy City. So ha- having a heck of a time uh, up there with uh, Big Poppy and God knows what else. But we're excited to be here because this week kicks off the season. And Freddie, it feels like it's been such a long time coming. I don't know about you, but um, I saw some people arguing over season predictions today. And I was just like, we just... Let's get to the damn games. We gotta. We we can't do this talking season anymore. I'm tired of listening to myself talk. So <laughs> I can only imagine what everybody else is going through. I'm I'm real. I'm like you. Let's just tee it up. See what we got, and go from there. Because I'm I'm done. I'm I cannot talk anymore. Well, we we got to bear with us for about thirty minutes. We can talk a little bit more uh, because week zero gave us a little bit of taste of what college football is going to bring us this fall. We got a new depth chart, and uh, there was some really exciting high school football games around the state of Kentucky, even though things got a little weird on Friday night. But first, I got to remind you about our friends at Justice Dental, the proud presenting sponsors of the KSR Football Podcast, have been for three years now, Freddie? It's it's a long time coming, and they've been your one-stop shop for all your dental needs. 
for a long time. Doc Thompson, Doc Justice, they'll hook you up. Whether you need veneers, just your routine checkup, cavities, fillings, whatever it is. You need dental work, they got it done. Uh, they'll get it done at two of their convenient locations, one on Blazer Parkway and one on Wellington. You can call them or text them at 859-543-0700 or by visiting at justicedental.com or just run into Doc Thompson Saturday outside Kroger Field. Just say, ah, and, and he'll, he'll, he'll know. <laughs> I wonder if he gets that a lot. Oh, like, yeah. I do it every time I see him. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, if you run into a vet with your dog. Like, hey, yeah. can you check my dog's paws real quick? Um, I, it's, it's kind of like when you see Adam Luckett, too, and you say, so uh, what was going on with the Ohio Bobcats on Saturday night? Oh, man. Curtis Rourke, my guy, got held out. So they, they dropped one, but. Tough break, but we'll get we'll get them back, Nick. We're not we're not quitting the Bobs yet. Get Rourke back, sneaky team there in the back. So they actually, I think, host Iowa State here pretty soon. And if Rourke's back, I think they got a good chance to win that game. I really hope that we go to the Glass Bowl next year. I'm not confident that that will happen, but I would love to have a Mac road trip. Um, I was hoping. I, well, even, we're going to Akron, right? Is it Akron or Toledo? Yeah, we're going to Akron. We're no glass bowl. I mean, oh gosh, we're going to LeBron I, James City. We've we've talked about this off air, Freddie. But Luckett and I, we really just want to do like a Tuesday night in Bowling Green or something like that. Um, yeah. The problem is, is when Maxion is really rocking and rolling, it's a very uh, there's a lot going on, whether it's Kentucky yeah. football, whether it's recruiting, whether it's Kentucky basketball in the month of November. So usually, uh, you know, we're not we're not anxious to, to get out on a Tuesday and jet set to the middle of Ohio. But I would love to, to do some action, especially just some uh, like one of those one of those games where you can go in and out and like drink in the halftime like they used to back in the old Commonwealth Stadium days. Back in I think the they 90s. still do that at Cardinal Stadium Whoa. down the road down the road from you, Nick. You yeah, I mean, on Friday. There's uh, Friday. They're in Atlanta. Oh, they're, not, they're not home. They're not. Yeah, that's right. That's right. My bad. Yeah, they're next they're week, on the next road. Where they play uh, Tuesday. Something like that. That's what they, they play most of their games on weeknights. It might as well be in the MAC. Um, but the Cats, they're going to get a little bit of MAC this weekend. Uh, I, we're we're going to save. So the way this is going to work for our listening audience during normal game weeks. We're going to use this Monday show as our sort of reactionary podcast. We're just basically going to spend the whole night talking about the game we watched on Saturday. Wednesday on 11 personnel, uh, Luck and I, we're going to dive deep into the next upcoming opponent um, and maybe a few uh, sh- you know, housekeeping things, some like real into-the-weeds nerd stuff because that's what we love to do, whether it's advanced stats, whether it's what Shane Beamer um, looked like a doofus against North Carolina. Um, and then on Friday, we're going to have the pigskin preview. That's going to come around at lunchtime where Luckett and I are going to give out some picks and just share some overall thoughts about the weekend slate. And uh, that so that's going to be the kind of normal protocol of things. This week, it's it's still a little bit different. So uh, briefly, Luckett, two things to keep an eye on with Ball State. Their tight end is one of their best players, and he's probably going to be a game-time decision. And – 
Uh, also, Ball State announced their starting quarterback, and it's a guy who's 27 years old and has played for 17 different schools. And I'm only slightly exaggerating there. Yeah, Lane Hatcher was a walk on Alabama, I believe, went to Arkansas State, then went to Texas State. Now he's at Ball State. So he's hitting all the states here. Mm-hmm. And he's same recruiting class as Devin Leary. So he's a super senior. He's played a lot of football. He's thrown for over 10,000 yards. But he was pushed um, in Ball State's fall camp. There's a true freshman quarterback, Caden Samansa, that they're really high on. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see two quarterbacks. Cardinals, but Hatcher's kind of a uh, typical air raid pocket passer. But Ball State, really – Inexperienced at receiver. They're totally rebuilding that receiver. The strength of their offense is offensive line and tight end. If they don't have one of their two big guys at tight end, they, they could be in some trouble on Saturday. Uh, well, I, the thing that I, I hate to break it to Ball State, uh, I mean, they're the Cardinals. And, Freddie, we know what Mark Stoops says to Cardinals. I mean, it's just – it's ugly. It's real ugly. It is. So, if it's it, – ooh, here's a question, Freddie – who is Kentucky going to beat by more, the Louisville Cardinals or the Ball State Cardinals? I'm going to say the Ball State Cardinals. Uh, yeah, but people forget Kentucky has outscored Louisville by 35 points a game over the last four games. So Yeah, and you remind us of that often, which I, I appreciate about you, Nicholas. Uh, well, he, I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I, projecting Mac or mid-major – teams in the opener is getting to be impossible because of the outgoing transfers, incoming trans. You don't know what they got. Yeah. You know, a large portion of their starters are too deep or not a large portion, but some are transfers. They lost their quarterback to UCLA. No, I'm sorry, Illinois. Lost the running back to UCLA. I can't tell you who a receiver is. The tight end is good if he plays. He's pretty good. And that quarterback, you know, I read today, it he's uh, uh, ranked second in the history of the Sun Belt in touchdown passes. You know, like Adam said, 2,000 yards. So, he can spin it. But who is he going to throw it to? So, it's yeah. going to be a good test for that Kentucky uh, pass defense. I'm looking forward to that. Well, and today we got our first look at the first depth chart of the season. And the secondary – there wasn't as many questions going into this as we expected when fall camp started um, because of the competition at cornerback. Uh, but Maxwell Harrison really took that thing over. Um, I did find it interesting, Adam, look at that. Uh, uh, we, we heard a lot of scuttlebutt about it, especially towards the end of fall camp. Uh, and then Mark Stoops started telling us that Ty Bryant, um, the true freshman from Lexington who used his COVID year last year, so they're kind of liking him to – a a red shirt because he's a, he's a year ahead developmentally right. physically. Uh, but Ty Bryant, he did make the two deep. He's one of only three true freshmen that was on that two deep along with Kamari Anderson, which I mean, they're just throwing all the tight ends on there at this point. Um, there's, it'd be weird to leave him out. Uh, and also Anthony Brown, Anthony Brown hyphen Stevens. He added a hyphen go. to his name. So we've got Anthony Brown Stevens, um, who Drew Franklin is very high on. A lot of people are played very well. I was, I was getting that inkling back in June that this kid was going to be something special because of his workman's like mentality, his approach, his ability to pick things up quickly. But 
Look at last year, a lot of freshmen in the mix. They're not going to be leaning on as many this year. Uh, but I guess I was kind of surprised to see Ty Bryan in the mix. But uh, he's been around the program so much, Freddie, and his dad played at UK that, you know, like it, it felt like he was bred to just step right into this thing and be ready to rock and roll. Yeah, his dad, Cisco, played receiver at Kentucky. He was before me. Good guy, great guy. He coaches there locally. But Ty Bryant, I mean, he's a, he's, a, he's a very good athlete. He was probably as good as baseball player as he was football. Uh, but, but what Ty has kind of is consistent with what, uh, uh, you know, Jalen Geiger and some of those guys back there. He, he's very, very smart, very smart kid. And that translates over to the football field. Jordan Lovett, uh, et cetera. So – uh, I'm not surprised to see Bryant in there. I- I'm glad for him, and uh, we'll see what he can do. But that 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 safety nickel group, I think, is going to be really good. I'm surprised not to see Jansen Dunn on the two deeps. I guess so. Uh, that that was a little bit of a surprise. Uh, but the depth chart is what it is. Uh, yeah. Paul Paul Rodriguez hanging on there at two guard. Uh, that was a little bit of a surprise too. Uh, so. Yeah, we'll and that's that's the byproduct of losing Ben Chrisman, and yeah. um, he's out for the year. And the way that I like to look at it, because you mentioned there's there's that's two Ohio State transfers. With some of these big school guys, I feel like you're just kind of rolling the dice and hoping that 50% hit. Chrisman was going to be one of those that hit, like it, and now he's not going to be a part of that equation. The jury's still out on Dunn. But I feel like with some of these Power Five guys, it's just kind of a, you know, you don't know if they got lost in the sauce or if maybe they were a little overvalued or, you know, their evaluation got wrong by the recruiting services first go around. Yeah, well, I think with Dunn, make a position to switch. Obviously, he's played safety at Ohio State. He's going to play cornerback here. I think part of that goes to just how well Maxwell Hairston has performed. It's dating true. back to spring and dating back to fall camp. I think they've been really impressed with him. And in every open practice setting we've seen, Nick, he's been the clear top guy of that group. And so you got to give him some props there. It's true. And then I think I think at, well, the interesting thing to me was that kind of that Sam spot. They had Afari and Wade, Keaton Wade there. I think that what tells you if, you know, you're playing a 12 personnel team like, Ball State could be with their two tight ends, um, Brady Hunt and uh, Tanner Kazeel. That's those are the two, two or their three or four best players on offense. So if both those guys are healthy, you're going to see a lot of two tight end sets. And that's where a guy like Keaton Way could come in and they can play with their their big base with two two edge guys. Where you maybe you see more kind of eleven personnel offenses with one tight end, you could see I think Afari play out there and kind of man the spot. And then when you get in more pass-happy situations or against more pass-happy offenses, I think you're going to see a more of a true nickel in there, whether it's Andrew Phillips sliding down or if it's Jalen Geiger coming um, to, play, to play down at nickel. And that's like Freddie, back, back to the football IQ part of it. I think Geiger, he's like you can make the argument he's the top backup at three positions, free safety, strong safety, and potentially nickel. And they're going to yeah. use him all over the place, and he's going to have a starter snap count even though right. he's maybe not with the ones on the first snap of the game. He's going to be yeah. a guy that plays a lot. And so for me, you've kind of got a tier, a nice tier at safety. So you've really got three guys there. And then I think on the defensive line, we saw some oars, right? 
Octavius yeah. Oxendine or Trevon Ripka. Khalil Saunders is Deion Walker's backup. Josiah Hayes or Keyshawn Silver. Like To me, the ores there are just a sign of the depth. I think mm-hmm. the depth is really good there. It's not necessarily a bad thing that no one has won a position battle per se, but those are all, that's a position where you're going to be churning through snaps. You're going to have a heavy, healthy, heavy rotation throughout the year, and you're going to have a lot of guys play there. And so I, I, those were the things, I think, that really stood out to me on the defensive uh, side of the football. I think in some spots they have some pretty good depth, and there's some other spots where they may be a little thin. Yeah, and I, I wanted to bring up another or situation because I know it's one that's talked about a lot and we haven't spent much time this preseason because, well, frankly, we saw what happened last year. But it, it is different this year, Freddie, where if the quarterback goes down, you have Liam Cohen guiding that backup quarterback instead of Rich Scangarello. So they'll, be, they'll, they'll have a greater benefit. But, you know, part of it, it's just it's going to be – if you don't have Devin Leary, it, it changes the outcome of your season. However – I think part of that or is if this is uh, an injury that happens mid-game, I think Kaya Sharon is best built to just step in and continue running the offense as is. But if it's uh, if you're going into a game week situation, they're probably going to play both of them. Uh, yeah. I, I, I would, in fact, like I would, I would, I'd be shocked if they didn't play both of them because of what Wade can do with his legs as a change of pace. And I know it's some of it's the quality of football when you're watching Conference USA in Week Zero, but there is some value to being able to roll out two different guys to do different things, and I, and I think that probably would be the case, um, even though Cohen is much higher on where that those second guys are right now. Like I don't I don't think it's just an obvious clear cut like like you're only playing Kai Sharon and there's no need to play Destin Wade because I think Wade could bring a lot of value as a dual-threat weapon if Kentucky's in a pinch at quarterback. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised to see some packages for Wade in the red zone, short-yarded situations, because he can throw and he can run. Uh, so I wouldn't He's a be big surprised. guy, too. Like, yeah, physical. You know. And I have, I have a lot of confidence in, in Sharon being the backup uh, because of the Cohen factor. Uh, you know – a lot of people doubt Kyra, Kaya, but, you know, 16 to 29 for 170 and a touchdown interception wasn't terrible, and he had a bad offensive coordinator last year in his only start. So, you know, I have confidence that, God forbid, something happened to uh, to Leary. But he could come in and be serviceable and, and be okay. But the season, the whole season, the whole year, the whole purpose of playing this 2000. 23 season is to keep Devin Leary in the football game. You don't have him. It's over. You know, you can maybe scratch and call to six wins, maybe, but without Leary, this thing's over with. Yeah. I'm with Freddie. Like let's, let's cross that bridge. If we have to get there, it never pops up. Let's, I mean, they can put my name on there for who who cares on a depth chart. Let's, let's not cross that bridge. till we get there, let's, Let's see what this hype has been about with number 13, and let's see him spin it. He's going to be playing a defense with brand-new starters across the board in the secondary. And, uh, now, Ball State has a good front, a good defensive line, and a really good linebacking corps. Like, they, Ball State's got a couple guys, Clayton Cole, Cole Pierce, Sidney Houston, that could play on, on a, multiple SEC teams. Like, these guys can go and get after it. 
So they're going to challenge, I think, a new look Kentucky offensive line, and we're going to have to we're going to see if they they really improve, Nick, on some of these twists and stunt packages. Are they are they are, are they going to get free runners, or is Kentucky going to pick stuff up? So we're going to see that. But if they can keep Larry healthy, I think you could see a really big game one performance uh, from the transfer. Um, I uh, one thing I enjoyed about the depth chart too. Freddie, I remember when you first started, and Matt would always joke that you could break down a – hell, Stoops even did it on one of those early signing day shows when you were breaking down the punter. Um, one thing I haven't seen before, um, a long snapper and a short snapper. Um, no, that's a on me. I've never seen yeah. that, never heard of it, and uh, I like it. As long as special teams is, are improved, I don't care what they call. Because <laughs> you know, it's got to be. It was horrible last year. Oh. Uh, but I will say this about a Mac opponent. This game against Ball State is great for film because Mac opponents are physical. And normally, I don't want to generalize the whole conference, but normally Mac teams are extremely well coached because they don't have the resources that everybody else does. So they have to coach them up better. So they're going to be at the right place at the right time doing the right thing. Now, Kentucky's job is to win the one-on-ones at those point of attacks, right? So the film from this game is going to be really good because Ball State's going to be in position. It's can our guys beat your guy, and that's normally what it is against the Mac opponent. I hated playing Mac teams because I mean, they would just aggravate you to death because, I mean, they would hit you, uh, rollout fakes, I mean, whatever. They just have a chip on their shoulder. Kentucky didn't recruit me. Ohio State didn't recruit me. And we're going to try to beat you up as badly as we can. But again, they're they're in the right place, right time, doing the right thing. So it's a great game for Kentucky to evaluate some really good film. Um, I, yeah, and I think Freddie, you mentioned coaching. Ball State defensive coordinator Tyler Stockton. Just remember that yeah. name. Yeah. He is really good. He's going to be on a Power Five defensive coordinator very, very soon. So yeah. just remember, just remember, Adam Luckett told you on the KSR football podcast on August twenty eighth. Know the name Tyler Stockton. Um, he is a really good yeah. defensive coordinator, and they're going to have a good plan for Kentucky. And I think Kentucky is specifically early in this game is going to get challenged, especially the, that offensive line. And we're going to find out very quickly what strides they've made. You know, I'll tell you this also, Adam and Nick. I was I was on both sidelines for a couple of years doing stuff. You know. With the, broadcast, whatever. The best coach team that I've seen in person and got to check out during those years, by far, not close with Eastern Michigan, was the best – I mean, it didn't have the best talent, but was the most organized, best teachers, and best coaches that I've seen as a staff on the other side of the sideline. You know, so you might say, well, Kirby's – listen, but four and five stars. <laughs> it's a big difference. But just pure coaching, the Eastern Michigan staff, I think, was the best that I've seen. And they had the best props and yeah. awesome uniforms yeah. on top of that. And they had some dudes, too. Yeah, they Max Crosby was on that team, right? Yeah, so, yeah. But, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was fun to go over there and kind of watch them operate on the sideline. And uh, I was incredibly impressed by them. Uh, I'm also incredibly impressed by the wonderful bird dog swag that – Adam Luckett's rocking, and you can look impressive this fall while tailgating at the Krogue if you're rocking your bird dogs. I love their bestseller. I know it sounds very basic, but just the khaki shorts with the 
the liner on the inside, so comfortable, so stylish. And I mean, I hate saying it, but like Freddie, I, I was wearing them the other day and I just went straight from like formal wear to I'm, I'm working out, I'm running around. They're very comfortable. You look good, you feel good, you play good, they pay good. And right now, if you use promo code KSR, you're going to get a Hydro Flask style water bottle on the house. They're going to chip it in. Uh, whether or not you're, you're, you want to rock one of their polos, the polos has a nice collar too, like it. That just, I don't know, some of those can look real sloppy. Not at Bird Dogs. You're going to yeah. look 100% every single time. Um, and they're real light too. It's, it's not, have, you, have we checked the weather yet for Saturday? Is it going to be a, a toasty one out at Kroger Field? Well, good thing we're on the internet here. We can just pull it up right quick. High of 89, low of 63. Looks like about kickoff high 70s. So actually for the tailgate and the commute in the morning, it's going to be a little bit chilly. Um, Ooh, nice. Mid 60s, so you might need a little f- quarter zip action when you're having your first beverage of the day. But uh, wind, six miles per hour. So for an opener, that's about as good as you could ask for. We've been told, too, that there might be some Q-zips getting cooked up at the Bird Dogs Laboratories as we speak. So get you some Bird Dogs. Upgrade your wardrobe this Kentucky football season. Use promo code KSR, and right now you get a Hydro Flat-style water bottle on the house. Bird Dogs, it's simply the best. And a few reminders uh, before you go to Kroger Field. One, remember, the, the, ta- the, the tickets are digital, so Freddie, download them before you go. So you don't run into weird Wi-Fi issues. Mitch Barnhart said Friday that's upgrading the Wi-Fi on their to-do list, but it's a very expensive uh, piece of the puzzle, so they're working on that. But they did give us beer this fall, and lucky we saw the beer maps and seltzer maps. It looks like there's going to be quite a few stands, uh, but mm-hmm. Mitch Barnhart did stress patience early on. Um, I, I would just say some of those, they have the little Kroger stands, Freddie, where it's like a snack bar. And then they got like 16 ounce aluminum can bottles. Like that might, you're grabbing goes with your card, quick pay in and out. That might be your best way. But uh, just, you might want to be a little patient because uh, it is the first go around. First time they'll be, they'll be selling beer and seltzers at Kroger Field. Um, what, else, what else do we got to remember about kickoff? Oh, uh, and I will say about the stadium, Nick, people are out in force. Tent. Team Tent is out is out in these streets, so we're gonna have some fun environments. I think pregame at the stadium, even for the first game. I you know it's a nooner, so people might be a slow arriving crowd. But I, I'm expecting a big tailgate turnout uh, from the Big Blue Nation, and it's only gonna get bigger as the season goes on. So I think there's a the season ticket sales obviously play this out, but there's a lot of hype for this season, and people are excited. And now we just need to get to the games. Like well, like we talked about, we're done talking. Let's just go play. I'm excited to actually watch a game and have that to talk about. And I think Mark Stoops as well is ready for that, um, oh, judging yeah, by the yeah. kind of tone and the answers from his press conference today. Well, I, I was – there was a couple – I just – we got to get to the games. We got a little appetizer during week zero with, I don't know, eight games or so being played. Um, I mentioned some of the conference USA football – Loved watching Rich Rod get his yeah. first win um, at the FBS. But, Freddie, it was one of those classic cases of coach, like where coaches are just trying to give the game away, just doing stupid stuff. And I, I loved every single second of it. Having them, having like multiple screens where I can just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they're doing that. Like, you know, I, 
what was also cool too, um, the HBCU game that was on Jackson State versus South Carolina State, they had the bands at halftime. So I had my multi-view on with the bands playing in the background while I was watching them try to fix the chains in Las Cruces because they kept having chain malfunctions at New Mexico State. So it was, it was, it was what you would expect in week zero. Imagine that. Problems in New Mexico State with a tree growing through the stadium. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's tough. And then uh, Vanderbilt played, so that was oh. interesting. Uh, yeah, that was. Hawaii, yeah. Did you did you watch Vandy? Did you watch any of that game, Freddie? Yeah, I actually did. I watched all of it for some reason. I don't, I don't know why. Same. <laughs> um, can can I just yeah. say like I'm I'm just sorry to everybody for trying to convince them to drink the Vanderbilt Kool Aid at SEC media yeah. days. I mean that was I'm an idiot. That was not that was not good. Nothing about that was good. The weather delay. Yeah. I mean I know they're going under construction, but you know they had just a concert. an eyesore. Yeah. They had a concert scoreboard that hanging yeah. with cranes and. <laughs> there was a typical 6,000 paying customers there. It was just, I don't know. It's embarrassing. Hawaii, Hawaii is getting a fire festival tent, getting ready. Yeah. Um, instead of being in a locker room, it yeah, was a mess. Uh, was and, then, and then stuffing Vanderbilt on the run. Like, yeah. I know it's only week zero, so maybe there's room for improvement. But, yeah. I mean, I would – if if this is the same kind of performance like it, like, I would hope that Kentucky holds them to close to zero yards rushing, like net. You know what I mean? Yeah. My biggest kind of takeaway from the game is we kind of thought their pass defense could be in trouble. You know, they lose a starting cornerback like right before Falk or right towards the end of the portal window. He goes to Miami. That was a bad part of their team last year. We thought that could be the thing, but. Like, you can't – like, it reminded me of Kentucky's offense last year. It came out without Chris Rodriguez and just could not run the football at all. And you're just putting a lot of pressure on a young quarterback to perform at a super, super high level when you do that. Like, that, those boys miss Ray Davis on Saturday. Yeah, They really could have used a bell cow back to give it to 13 times who could have just went and got 67 yards and just moved chains and ate up some clock. They just didn't have that at all. They couldn't run the ball. At all, and, and they weren't even trying to run the ball in between the tackles on against Hawaii. It was, it was strictly outside runs. It was jet sweeps with the tight end in the rounds with receivers. They were getting very cute against Hawaii, trying to run the football, and that is not a good sign if that's what you think you have to do to move the football on the ground against Hawaii. So I just think they missed Ray Davis a lot. They're putting a lot of pressure on AJ Swan uh, as a. You know, a starter he started a handful of games last year and that's kind of a recipe for disaster so I, I would be worried about Vanderbilt just from that as the defense is what it is we, we thought that going in but that 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 was the state of their running game in this conference you just that's asking for trouble Swan's gonna be Whoa. a lot's gonna be on him and he's not really I don't think ready for that he's a good looking young player but they're gonna put a lot on his plate and that could be trouble for them this year and so that's what I got. Out. That what I saw yeah. was a losing recipe. What I got out of it was how good is Ray Davis to run for a thousand yeah. yards? Right. <laughs> yeah. that, now I do like the safety right, the six four kid that had a couple interceptions. He's not bad. Uh, 
Yeah, they're they're Taylor passing. can play on defense number one, can get after it. If you can't physically line up and just run over Hawaii, who's not known to be a physical team, uh, major red flags for Vanderbilt. I've loved uh, I love where we just went like three steps further because it's very easy to just make fun of Vanderbilt's pass defense and think about how many yards Devin Leary might put up against them. But, man, Cole Kubik was talking about it as soon as Ray Davis came to UK. Like, hey, guys, you all don't know what Kentucky's getting with this. I, I think we got a better idea now. Uh, and he hasn't even played a snap yeah. yet for the Cats. Um, so I think the Cats got a good deal. And I just found out a great way to get deal on tickets. It's by using the Game Time app. Game time app. It's the best place to get last minute tickets to whatever event. And this weekend, there's college football games all across the country. And I was just curious. Like, I was like, let me look around and see what some prices are some of these games. Um, LSU versus uh, why did my brain? It just completely went to mush right there. That's a tough ticket. I was like, well, okay, what's another neutral side game? Let's try Louisville, Georgia Tech. Game Time app has this cool thing called a zone deal. You swipe to unlock, and it gives you 20% off for one amount of time if you act. So you can get mezzanine-level tickets in that awesome Mercedes-Benz Stadium for 28 bucks, And then if you use the promo code KSR, you'll get $20 more. Now, I don't know how much you want to go watch Louisville, Georgia Tech, um, but that's – I mean. There's plenty of great games out there. Uh, you can get last-minute tickets. Maybe you wake up Saturday morning, you feel, you smell that smell of football. You didn't have yeah. tickets to the UK game, but you're like, dude, we got to get up there. The best part about the Game Time app is that it's just it's two clicks. That's all it takes, and you can see your seats before you go. So you just scroll, you get all the different angles of where you can sit around the stadium. Two clicks, and the tickets are on your phone just like that. Hold it up, scan when you get in. Game time app, it's the best place to get your tickets for college football this fall. Just use promo code KSR. You get $20 off when you download, or you can visit them online, gametime.co, promo code KSR for $20 off your first purchase with Game Time. Um, week zero was a nice little taste, uh, but I got to say, the craziest stuff that happened was actually Friday night. And when I, because. I've really felt bad for a lot of those kids. I know, like, Douglas, they practice all week at 6 a.m. because it was yeah. too hot to practice in the afternoon. A lot of teams were just in the gym after school because they couldn't all get, you know, not everybody can get their, get to school at 6 a.m. So it was a mess. But those kids, they jumped over plenty, through plenty of hoops uh, to be able to play on Friday. And then what happens? Uh, it's a 101-degree heat index, and then – it starts lightning everywhere and they can't play. So I, I, I just, I, I, it's a bummer. Like there's no other way to put it. And a lot of these teams, you know, Freddie, it was like our game of the week. You know, this is a bowl game where they're coming from all across the state. Yeah. Right. You, you can't just pack up. You know, it's not like a, you got a dozen kids on a basketball team getting yeah. 60, 70 kids across the state on a Saturday. is just too much to ask. It is. And, you know, I was, I was, Adam and I were talking before the, here, I was over there for eight plus hours waiting, and both games got canceled in the Palazzi Bowl. Uh, so yeah, it was a uh, it was a long day, and I think they finally called the Simon Kenton Woodford County game about ten thirty. So long day, but I, I I didn't I was really wanting to see Adams guy. 
uh, play. The offensive lineman from Simon Kenton and just didn't get a chance. And then Saturday night was <laughs> another crazy LCA game, you know, with Bull County. So, but yeah, there was a lot of cancellations, a lot of games moved, and it's tough because you only get so many opportunities. And several, you know, was something to keep your eye on. Corbin uh, game got canceled, and not rescheduled. You know, mm-hmm. So that that could be something when you down the line, but, you know, because you know, Bull County and Corbin are going to eventually oh. meet up. Right, yeah. So and, uh, I don't yeah. know how that factors in in the RPI or any of that stuff. So see, and that's uh, yeah, you, that's what's that's that's the bracket are they on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and haven't figured out how that's that could hurt them. You know, I haven't figured out how that stuff works yet, but I know it's not helpful to take uh, a high class team like North Harden off the schedule. Yeah. Um, but Cutter Bowley, that like he just might. It just might be a heart attack every week with that team until they get into district play. Because, I mean, that was another game. Look at that. Went to Banana Land. I was just, scr- yeah. I just kept refreshing YouTube. Dan, Daniel Hager. Uh, we just call him YTD. Yeah, I just kept refreshing his feed because he had highlights rolling. And like, I mean, this throw right here. I bet I watched it twenty five times. Um, he he kept sharing the updates, and it was big play after big play, not just from LCA. Uh, but also from Boyle County. Uh, Quisenberry is a bona fide badass. He's a playmaker. And then Demaria Brown transferring from Danville, his first game for Boyle. He picks off a pass. He has a return touchdown. I mean, he was doing everything for the Rebs, who I believe in our rankings right now are the number one overall team in the state, and I, I can are. buy it. I can buy it. They uh, they got some ball players all over the field, so they're, they're going to be hard to knock off this fall. You know, I was telling y'all last week, you know, I saw Bull County and LCA and Bowling Green. I mean, who are you picking for Mr. Football? You got Deuce Bailey from Bowling Green, the quarterback. Bowley at LCA. Uh, and Hensley, the running back. And you got all the, you got Quisenberry, Sage Dawson from Bull County. There are just so many excellent, excellent skill players this year in the state and we've not even talked about the kid Corbin the kid you know, all these other skilled players I mean this is an incredibly high year in the state of Kentucky for skilled players yeah and then it's making like Nick said banana land it's going to make some really fun games when some of these yeah. teams play like well, you mentioned Boyle and Corbin whenever they meet like that's going to be must see high school yeah. game like you're going to everybody you're going to want to get to that game um, where wherever it gets played at, and then I think LCA man, they've played two of the better teams in the state to start off, and it's just been total shootouts, video game type yeah. stuff. And so with with, with jam packed action, back and forth, haymakers being thrown by both offenses and even special teams. So that like they and then they probably have a big game. I think this Friday I get I think Pikeville's coming to their house. So. It's not stopping for them, but it's been a fun, fun high school football season these first two weeks. I mean, we've had some big-time games. We haven't really even touched on it. Douglas going into Trinity's house yes. and pulling off yeah. a big win. So, yeah, it's been I mean, all – Douglas is in 6A this year. Yeah. So, yeah. that that adds another factor um, there in that in that top division. And so, there's just been some, some fun games. Like, Lexington Catholic loses that tough one at home to Highlands, goes on the road and smashes Madison Central – yeah. Um, this weekend, and so there's a lot of exciting action going on, and we could have some pretty fun 
it's in all six divisions. It start well, at least that's what it's shaping up to be early. I tell you yeah. what I like about this season too is you're getting a lot of matchups that you wouldn't normally see. LCA, oh. LCA Bowling Green, Corbin Douglas. Yeah. I mean, love that. And then Pipebulls is like LCA playing all these teams. Pipebulls one A. Yeah, they're yeah. playing up. They just beat who they beat. Like Johnson, Johnson Central. Yeah. yeah, it's huge. So, yeah. And LCA, I mean, I love Mayfield as much as anybody. But LCA is not going to see any any team in 2A that are as good as Bull County or Bowling Green. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and Pibble's the same way. And it's going to really help these teams. And, and, you know, one we've not talked about is is destroying everybody, too, is Cal. You know, they're they're good. They're very, very good. So, uh, interesting year. It's going to be a fun year. I'm really enjoying it so far. Cal's quarterback is another one, Mr. Football yeah. Guy. Yeah. Um, he's committed to – I can't yeah, – he's committed East, East Carolina. East Carolina. Hodges, he's Hodges putting, is his name, I believe. Yeah. And he's putting up some numbers. So, yeah, yeah. this is a heated Mr. Football race. There's no yeah. doubt about it. I know, Bullet, Ron. Bullet, Bullet, Bullet got beat. Bullet East, yeah, they yeah, all, they got upset PRP. by PRP. Um, yeah, I know, I know. Ryan and Drew, they they give Douglas plenty of shine on the radio, so we don't need to give him a ton more. But I will just say that I was I was almost more impressed with them beating Trinity than winning the five A state title. Uh, yeah. Like Coach McPeak, that's as much talent as they had they've had over the last few years. I mean, it wasn't but two or three years ago Trinity was housing them by. 50 points in a scrimmage and for that program to go in there and beat them on the road. I know it was a Saturday and you had a lot of unusual circumstances. Hell, half those kids that were playing for Trinity probably didn't have power when they went home Friday night. So it was unusual. It was weird, but that's still a big statement win to kind of uh, a nice litmus test to show how far that program's come in just a short amount of time. And it's, it's also nice to like look at, I know that like for us city of Louisville kids, um, especially in the Sweet 16, I'm very much that there is an anti-Louisville bias around the state, so I love to be just the Louisville guy and ham it up. But it's good for football in the state when those teams get knocked off, when your St. X Tigers get beat, you know, when my DeSales Colts were rocking and rolling. Like, like that, that is good that there – it shows that, like, there's not, I, I like – I see what you did. I see what you did there. Yeah, I yeah. I see power. what you did there. Okay? You want to talk about the greatness of St. X yeah. Trinity and then just slowly then sneak DeSales in there. I saw what you saw. You, I see what you slithery self in guy did in there. <laughs> Don't think that got by me. But, but that is – St. X Tigers 2-0. Like, yeah, they are two and zero. Oh. I, I was I was bummed though because I watched the sales score in their opening drive, and then the lightning came rolling in. So I had to stay in the parking lot under the tent and waiting to see what was going to happen with the game. Um, and they ended up losing by a touchdown the following day. But um, high school football is alive and well. There's some more big games coming up this weekend. Um, I know Corbin's hosting a big one, if I'm not mistaken. Is is former Xer Nick Bosch taking Lexcath down there? Is that right? Or yeah, is I think so. Yeah. And, uh, and where are we going to be this week, Freddie? Kroger KSR game of the week is E-Town at Taylor County. So, uh, third straight week we've seen it. We'll see a U.K. commit, Hayes Johnson, uh, against mm-hmm. against E-Town. And the Smith brothers are also very good. One is committed to EKU, if I'm not mistaken, from Taylor County. So, uh, I'm looking forward to going to Campbellsville. Now, you'll be at the Kroger before the – 
game. Is that yeah, correct? I'll, I'll, be at, I'll be at the Campbellsville Kroger before the game, hanging out, and then go over to the stadium. And uh, that's a quick turnaround from Campbellsville back to Versailles to KS Bar at 8 o'clock for the pregame show. So uh, it's that yeah. time of the year for me, yeah. Maybe um... – I don't know. I get, I get, you'll be up early anyway, I guess. But we can't yeah. we can't tag somebody else in for for the eight a.m. shift because that is those yeah. eight a.m. pregame shows are, are they're, they're early. They're very yeah. early. Yeah. Um, the yeah, I mean, the roster, get on my, all my prep work's already done, so I'm good there. Good. Uh, I wish though. I wish we had Carson Steele to preview though, because he was a <laughs> lot of fun watching him action last year. Uh, when he hit the portal too, I, I I think Kentucky already had Ray Davis, but nevertheless, I was like, can we get the mullet guy too? He was a lot of fun. But uh, we're gonna have a lot more to talk about Ball State on eleven personnel Wednesday at eight p.m. and then we're previewing all of the action Friday at noon on the Pigskin Preview with Luckett and I. So plenty of football coverage coming this week to the KSR YouTube channel. Subscribe. We're almost at. Is it 23K, 22K? We're almost there. So if you haven't done it yet, smash that subscribe button. Um, help us get over the hump, a new milestone, as we kick off the Kentucky football season Saturday at noon on the SEC Network. For Freddie Maggard and Adam Luckett, I'm Nick Roush. Go Cats and go Kroger. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.